episode 52 of the Matt Maddow Skillshare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Matt and Johnny. Matt and Johnny, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. I'm excited for tonight's uh, program. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Something a little different. For sure. It is an absolute winner. Super excited and uh, very different from what we normally do, so I, I can't wait. Yeah, I am super excited as well. Uh, all right, so before we get started, we'll obviously go over our kind of normal podcast maintenance items here. So as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, and pretty much any of the popular podcasting apps that are out there. You can even ask your smart device. I'm not going to say that now, but you can even ask your smart device, hey, you know, play the Matt Meadow Skill Trains podcast. And more than likely, it will be able to do that. Uh, I also wanted to mention our Discord server, which uh, now has over 200 members. The link is in the show notes. It is free to join. Uh, it is a community Discord. All you have to do is acknowledge that you read the rules and you'll be a good person. And bam, you're in it talking with folks. You, you can talk with a lot of the big YouTubers who pop in there. Uh, you know, talk with other folks, post your photos of your train, videos of your trains, ask questions. We have a buy and sell part in there. Uh, so again, it's a really cool place to hang out and uh, just kind of, uh, you know, a place where you can hang out with other model railroaders. Uh, and again, if you have any questions about joining that, please feel free to reach out to us. And, you know, if you're kind of on the edge of, well, you're not sure, or you're not sure what it is, you know, please feel free to send us a, you know, an individual email to our email address and we'll be happy to respond and answer your questions uh the matt matt oskill trains podcast uh can be found uh via a new url uh it is uh just uh, www.mandmpodcast.com also if you'd like to uh get some matt and matt merchandise well we've teamed up with redbubble.com uh so that's just redbubble.com if you go to their website you can uh, search up matt and matt oskill podcast and uh, you'll be able to like uh, find whatever uh, coffee mugs, shirts, uh, blankets, stickers, uh, all of the stuff that we gave out at York was uh, purchased and uh, shipped to us from redbubble.com. They did a great job. We were very happy with them. So uh, again, if you're looking for some merch, that's the place to go. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, trains.com. If you are looking for a great deal on used and new model railroading products and want top-notch service, then please head over to trains.com where they have about over 120,000 products with new ones added every day. You can also sign up for their newsletter to see newly listed and newly discounted products and receive advance notice of upcoming promotions. Now, I've been using trains.com myself as well as my co-hosts, and we highly recommend them to our listeners. Now, if you're like us and you're always on the lookout for your next engine, join the Trains Rewards program to earn points on every purchase and unlock future discounts. And if you're an avid collector and want first dibs on new items, sign up for the private car membership to get early access to new listings, earn five points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Now, guys, don't forget that uh, you'll need parts to keep your engines and cars operating smoothly. And to do this, Trains has a collection of 15,000 plus parts available on their website for any item you may need. 
And also, if you're interested in downsizing your collection or know someone who is unfortunately leaving the hobby, Trains also buys collections. So head over to sellmytrains.com to get a quote. And Trains makes it easy to sell your collection. Now, if you do plan on buying from them, please use our affiliate link, which is www.trains.com slash MMOP. You can also use our unique one-time promo code MMOP for $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. All right. So uh, let's talk about tonight's episode. So episode 52, uh, we're going to be talking about themed O-scale products using licensed IPs. And uh, we won't be alone tonight. We have a special guest, uh, Tony, from the Rambles YouTube channel is joining us. And um, he has a a bit of um, uh, knowledge on this. Uh, And obviously, I'll let him, uh, you know, explain that. But uh, Tony, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much. It's so, so great to be here. And, uh, you know, before we get started, um, can you just kind of give us just a brief summary of like what a licensed IP is? I'm happy to. Um, So, you know, first, before we get started, I really want to say thank you so much for having me on. It was almost a year ago today that I you guys first mentioned my channel on on this podcast. And, uh, you know, it just has been incredible since there. I'm absolutely happy to uh, share a little bit about this. Um, So the important thing to remember before we get started is while I'm an attorney, this isn't legal advice. I I can't give you legal advice on the podcast. You guys aren't my my clients, but I can certainly talk about this stuff. Uh, when, When talking about intellectual property, it's basically any work that you've created, you generally have the rights to that work. It's actually codified in the United States Constitution and has an incredible history in this country. But because you have those rights, you can determine who can use your artistic works and when and where that can be done. So if you, for example, wanted to create a Matt and Matt billboard, you'd have to first talk to the Matt and Matt Oats Scale podcast folks before making that because they own the rights to that um, intellectual property, Matt and Matt podcast. So if you go to someone who has the intellectual property rights, say it's a big time TV show or movie that you're familiar with, you have to get their permission. And that's called a license, right? They give you a license in order to use their product, usually in exchange for some um, money or royalties, whatever the case may be. Sometimes that's not the case. If if a product or uh, an artwork or something has been around long enough, it may have fallen into what is called the public domain. So really, really old books or stories or music, it it may have been so old, created such a long time ago that you can actually use it free of uh, any license at all. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later on as we get into our list, because it's kind of interesting. Um, But the important thing to remember is if somebody else has created something, they likely have the rights to reproduce that. And you'll have to go to those copyright holders if you want to produce something that has that uh, artwork on it. Awesome. That was perfect. Thank you, Tony. We, we mm-hmm. appreciate that. We just wanted to make sure that people kind of understood that. I mean, everyone kind of knows, you know, copyright protection for stuff out there and that's understandable, but some people, folks may not understand how that works from like the legal side of things. So we do appreciate your explanation. 
Sure. I appreciate that too. And I want to also add, because this is important, it's not just, you know, if you want to use, say, uh, Mickey Mouse or use um, a DC Comics, it's also the trademarks for the big time railroads. So if you want to produce uh, Union Pacific Big Boy, you have to get permission from those companies as well. It's really fascinating. And most of the lawsuits in model railroading have to do with intellectual property. I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. And I'm sure each individual company that owns the rights to their product all handle everything a bit differently based on their legal side of things. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I, I, I've done some work trying to get um, real life trains produced, like based on a prototype type based on a prototype. And the uh, folks who held that intellectual property, they were nervous that if they put it on the side of a toy train and someone, you know, gets, uh, you know, a child swallows a piece off of it. Well, are they liable? There's lots of different companies that handle this differently. Whereas others, I gave UP as an example, um, they generally let anybody use it, but you still have to get permission. Yeah. And I noticed too, and another example uh, of that would be like all of my BNSF engines from Lionel. There's all, there's a special sticker on it that says like, you know, this is licensed by the, you know, the BNSF railroad where I have other railroads like Union Pacific that don't actually say that on the Lionel box. So it's kind of interesting that each one kind of has their own, you know, like way of saying, okay, you can use our product, but you need to follow these guidelines. We want to make sure this is on the packaging, et cetera, et cetera. Or even, uh, even, you know, Conrail with, uh, you know, you look at some of the stuff, you know, CSX, a lot of these road names, you look at, yeah, like you said, you look at the bottom of the box and you'll see, you know, it says use with permission for fill in the blank railroad. You know what I mean? All right. Well, I promise you tonight, folks, we're not going to be, you know, we want to be, we want to make this a fun episode too, as well. Uh, and, you know, not, not uh, go through textbook stuff either, but uh, we do want to make it informative, but we all, we also want to make it fun. So what we did on an individual basis is we looked at the top five licensed IPs that the O scale industry uses, and that could, and most likely will end up being probably MTH or Lionel could go beyond that mine are Lionel and MTH. I don't stretch beyond that, but others might have those. Uh, we each took our top five and you know, the way I did my top five is are either like very, very important IPs for Lionel or MTH or IPs that are very specific to me and why I like that they use these IPs on their products. Uh, and again, each of us had uh, had a top five and uh, we're going to go around the room now. I don't know what the other gentlemen used on their top five, and that's going to be kind of the fun. Um, so if I do say, you know, number five and somebody else has it, you know, that's fine. Just speak up and say like, you know, hey, I had this on my list or something. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just start off. Uh, you know what, Tony, you're the guest. I'll I'll let you go first and you name your number five. Awesome. Thanks so much. This one is actually one of my favorite, uh, most favorite locomotives I have in my collection. It's the Rail King 280 Eagles steam locomotive, Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that this model is so neat because it's very different from anything else, especially when it comes to the sound set. You know, you have uh, your referee's whistle or the, that charge sound and even some recordings of a, a local uh 
sports announcer from Philadelphia uh, when you when you do the PFA announcements. And so that's my number five here. It's so unique. They only did a few different NFL teams, and I'm really happy they did uh, my favorite football team. Awesome. I I actually have something similar to that, but mine is a little different, and I have a question that goes along with mine. So I'm going to hold off on on mine that's kind of related. Um, but my number five was uh, I I put down Thomas and Friends, uh, and my reason for that is I think you know obviously Thomas and Friends is a very very popular IP with a uh, younger generation. Um, I didn't play with Thomas, uh, but I understand how important that property is, uh, especially to Lionel, to kids. I mean, you see Thomas at like a lot of the bigger railroads have like Thomas days where you get to ride behind Thomas. And that's sometimes, you know, Thomas is like the first like train item that kids are playing with. And obviously when you, you know, when you, if you decide to like go more into O scale or even HO or whatever, having access to Lionel or, uh, you know, Thomas and friends is, is, you know, kind of important. And I think that's a really big IP for, for Lionel. So um, did anybody else have Thomas and friends? Nope. Surprisingly not. No, I did not. <laughs> okay. And again, you know, I, I'm not a, I, I didn't play with Thomas and friends, but I see the value in having that, that intellectual property. Um, and, and Lionel taking that and making all these, you know, Thomas and friends products. I definitely have Thomas as an honorable mention on my list. Um, you know, I have a, a son and he loves Thomas. We've been to Strasburg road behind Thomas a couple times already. And he's as Thomas is as popular as ever. Certainly. I hope Lionel continues to make it because Thomas was recently bought out by Fisher price, which is a, a toy company. And it's kind of interesting to see if this again, licensing relationship is going to continue in the way it has up until this point. So Thomas is certainly on my list as an honorable mention. Ah, thanks, Tony. Uh, let's go ahead and move to uh, Matt Z. What's your number five? So my, my number five, and it's funny, if you listen to this and you listen to our uh, top 10 sets, this is kind of like the top 10 sets, a little bit more condensed, but um I threw in the uh, Coors Light license for obviously the Silver Bullet, of course, but also for the the items that they did beyond that set, like the flat cars with the trailers, the tank cars, all those kinds of things that weren't the main train, but were other Coors Light pieces, like they did the brewery and a bunch of other things. So that's just one thing that I thought was really cool. So I had to throw it in there. I th that train is really cool. I I I still like that train. It'll it'll probably never be made again, uh, unless, well, it'll probably never be made again. But 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 uh, that was probably one of the coolest MTH uh, products that they've they've ever made. Definitely. Oh God, yeah, without a doubt, the opening doors and the way they did it with the passenger sounds, all that it was a really really cool set. And, hey, you never know. I yep. think it's a unique tooling too, right? Like they, there's no other train that uh, Rail King in that line that has that shape or design at all. It's it's specific to no. cars. That 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 was new tooling for that set and that set only. It still blows my mind that that was a, a Rail King set with the amount of features and stuff you'd expect to be like a specialty like premiere or something, but 
which is kind of which is odd in a way because to me i always was like oh it's a starter set it's nothing special but the older i got the more i i appreciated what it was and uh yeah it's definitely a looker and a really unique set that that one actually was a premium so it didn't have track or transformer really okay yeah because i remember being in the real premium so Got you. Because I remember seeing in the Rail King uh, Ready to Run catalogs when I was younger, because I'd always take those from the hobby shops and I'd read those. So I was so it's like, oh, it's just a starter set. So it's nothing important, but it, it's definitely a really cool set. Yeah, it was in the Rail, it was in the, it was in the uh, Ready to Run catalog, but it was also, it's, it was in the 2007 volume two. It, it was on the cover, that whatever catalog cover that was, it was in that catalog with the all the rest of the Rail King stuff. I find it interesting that they actually identified that model as a rail king and not a premier. Because because it's a fictitious engine, like how do you even like you know, how do you say it's not scale, right? I don't know. No, that, maybe. Is, no, that is true. And like you watch those, you know, the commercials back in the day when the, the, like that set was in those commercials, you know what I mean? They yeah. they based yeah. The, the set off those commercials. So, I mean, like they had to get the designs from somewhere, you know, or unless they just made it by themselves. I don't know. It has premier features on it. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's very premier, but they kind of wrapped it up into a rail King. Maybe, I mean, I'm all for that because obviously it kept, it kept the price maybe a little down. Oh, it's, well, got beyond, it's, it's got beyond premier features. I mean, it the does. doors that that was a that was a first and last. I'm gonna see if it's actually a scale engine. Give me someone to go get my tape measure and and find those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, how about you? What was your number five? So my number five is going to be a Lionel set, and it's more so. One that I saw a lot as a kid. I never got to play with one, but um, the the Lincoln Log set when I was a kid, because you saw those advertised everywhere. Those are all over YouTube. And plus, from a perspective of like a play value, like you have the old the old general style locomotive. So you think Wild West and then you think of being a frontiersman and and building your log cabin. And it, it, there was plenty of play value with that set. And it was just, it's like a match made in heaven. You know, kids will naturally mix their trains with other toys and Lionel having a Lincoln log set and, you know, being able to provide that as well. I mean, you're already halfway there. Uh, you're building your own little story. You're building your own little town. And if a kid already has Lincoln logs, well, there you go. You know, it's, it's the perfect beginner starter set for a kid with a really great imagination to just let loose and go wild. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'll have to look that up. I don't know if I remember seeing that set. I mean, I know of it, but I I can't picture in my mind right now like what it looks like. I think the engine was like bright, like was like a like a very blue a general engine, yeah. I think. If memory serves me right. My memory's a little bit fuzzy too, but I do vividly remember a Lincoln log set. I mean, um, I'll be honest with you, like I played with Lincoln logs. I mean, you know, that kind of shows my age, but <laughs> <laughs> I can like Hey. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for backing me up, man. You got it. I also get all your movie references, too. So just so you know. Thank you. Thank you. They fall upon deaf ears here. I don't know, Matt and Edzie. Yeah. Some of of them I know, some of them I don't. But uh, hey, I guess you learn something new every day, right? That's right. It's, it's, It's all learning experience. Mm hmm. 
All right. Well, let's move on to number four for everyone. And I'll, uh, I'll let uh, Tony uh, go with uh, number four. All right. For this one, it's uh, you got to catch them all. This is the Lionel Pokemon Celebration Express. So this is in 2021, 25th anniversary of Pokemon, the largest you know franchise in all of history. They put out a, um, a Lion Chief set with a specific boxcar, um, a Pikachu chasing Eevee, Eevee Gondola, Tank Car Caboose. It's a it's a really fun little set, and um, it felt like you know a piece of history getting this one. So I really I have this one personally, and I think it's a really neat one just to have up on the shelf if you're a Pokemon fan, which I was you know 20 years ago, and I guess it with when the set came out, it was like a nostalgia trip for me. So I I picked it up. Johnny, I saw that set at York this year. <laughs> I, I did too. Actually, I want to chime in. I actually had that on my list as well. So I'll, I'll chime in on this one. But um, yeah, no, that one was one that took me by complete surprise. And that was kind of like a quiet release as well. You didn't really see that promoted anywhere else, but it was on the Pokemon store, which is really crazy to think about seeing a Lionel starter set there. Um Actually, a friend of at work who was like, "Hey, you know, Lionel just made a, a Pokemon set." It's like, "What? You're insane! There's no way Lionel would do that." And, and lo and behold, they did. Um, very cool set. Uh, very interesting paint schemes for a lot of them. Uh, I do want to get the the gondola with the the Pikachu and the Eevee. I think that'd be really cool. Just for since a lot of my friends are into Pokemon, I feel like it'd be a nice little piece to put in the layout and get a smile out of them. Um, yeah, definitely very very cool and definitely out of. Uh, the, the normal realm of theme sets for Lionel. So I really hope we see, uh, see more stuff like that. I think that'd be cool. Um, my only, my only thing I would say is I really wish they put custom like sounds in there. It was all generic crew talk, you know, hearing some, some Pokemon voice lines or something like that. Like even a Pikachu clip would have been cool, but, um, they, they kind of dropped agree. the ball on that. I wish they would have yeah. done that. Otherwise, uh, it would have been a, an insta buy, but maybe I'll find someone who will break up the set so I can get that car. But uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, and for those of that that um, that don't know, um, uh, Pokemon is owned by Nintendo, so uh, that was technically kind of like the first, like I guess Lionel, like gaming company, console company, <laughs> IP maybe. That's a great point. Yeah, I can't think of another set that was video game themed it's not it's not usual that you see model trains and, and video games collide but i guess uh well at least in the model train world specifically aside from like sims and stuff but yeah maybe maybe we'll see more who knows maybe uh like a god of war lionel <laughs> god of war lion chief set <laughs> uh that'd be cool to get a dark souls train there you go that'll just feel you buying that right away <laughs> <laughs> hey as long as one of the clips is uh, Def Leppard, Gods, or uh, yeah, Gods of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But ha uh, ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, you know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going. <laughs> uh, and you know what, Matt? It's a good transition. What, what was your number four? My number four is the Disney license. And I, I kind of throw a generic just because Lionel's done so much Disney stuff, you know, from Mickey Mouse to, you know, cars and all that sort of thing. Uh, I just kind of made it generic, but that whole license for them, I know is a big money maker and it's crazy to think that, you know, 
that license is one of those things that really keeps them going with that. And I'm sure somebody else has this on the list. So I'm not going to say it now, but there's a certain Warner Brothers set that maybe they make a little bit of money off of. I don't know. We'll have to see if it's on the list somewhere. But yeah, Disney license for sure. I, I don't have this on my top five, but I did mark um, Disney, uh, the Disney IPs as an honorable mention for sure, because, you know, you can't go wrong. I mean, how do you go wrong with like Disney and like, like, model railroading like they're they're kind of closely related just as far you know just when you think of like disney and disneyland and disney world you know and you're uh your model railroader like you know you just think of like all the cool trains uh running around disneyland and disney world and uh they just kind of go hand in hand but you know they and i understand you, you basically as a whole said the disney ip so that's like you know the frozen stuff the you know, um, any of the Mickey and Donald and Goofy and stuff like that. Yeah, people went crazy for for the uh, the Monsters Inc. Scream uh, tank car that's coming out. That's also Disney IP right there. Um, but Disney's on my list uh, later on because this is the first, I think, example of IP coming to model trains. Lionel first introduced the Mickey hand car back in 1934. That was only a few years after Steamboat Willie, the original Mickey Mouse movie came out. And that movie came out in 1928, such a long time ago that potentially next year it will enter the public domain. So Mickey could be part of the public domain, which is, uh, you know, something we talked about briefly earlier. And, um, you know, here we are, 2022, and Lionel's still making Disney things going strong. So Disney's certainly on my list. We love uh, we love all the Disney and Pixar, Pixar stuff, you know, uh, Toy Story and and all those wonderful sets. You know, we, we got such uh, beautiful items as Lightning McGP38. Come on. How can you not love that? <laughs> Very uh, interesting Lion Chief engine. Um, but yeah, no, a bunch of Disney stuff is cool. I'd like to see, um, that was one cartoon they did of like Donald Duck with his like garden uh, live steam uh, railroad he had. And he was trying to, he was like going against like Chip and Dale because they were like sabotaging it or something like that. Um, by like, because he was trying to cut down a uh, their their home of a tree because it wasn't uh, scale. So maybe if we get saw that in, uh, in a starter set, that'd be kind of cool. Johnny, what was your number four? Well, I'm going to go down the line again with another Lionel set. Um, and that's going to be the Hot Wheels set. Again, it's another case where mixing two um, very iconic toys. Uh, I use that term very loosely for model trains, obviously. But for kids, if they got Hot Wheels, I mean, come on, everybody at some point when they were a kid, you, you you mixed Hot Wheels with your trains. You you may have put some in front of the trains when you probably shouldn't have, but you probably did. And uh, it's a very fun set. You can you know how you can load the cars into into onto the train or, or what have you as you as most folks would do. And plus, it had the most unique uh, track I've ever seen. One of the few times we've seen bright orange fast track out of Lionel. Um, I do admire what they were trying to do there with, uh, the creative aspect. Um, so who knows, maybe there's folks out there who've got orange fast track out there. So, but a very cool set, uh, definitely very, another great imaginative set for kids. I loved, I loved hot wheels and uh, hot wheels. That would be Mattel, I think. Yeah, that's right. Okay. 
Yeah, and that orange fast track really is something else. I don't know if you haven't seen it, look it up right now because it's really it's striking, but it kind of works. Johnny, that was a great choice, Hot Wheels. Yeah, I love Hot Wheels. <laughs> Johnny's got all these unique ones. I like my play value, man. I like my play value. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then lastly, of course, my number four. Uh, and, I'm, and I think someone had mentioned this earlier, but uh, the Hogwarts Express Lion Chief set. Uh, can't go wrong with can't go wrong with Harry Potter, right? Love Harry Potter. It's yeah. a, it's icon. If you don't like Harry Potter, you're going into detention for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great Snape right there's there. My Snape, there's my Snape for the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, Do you all have the Hogwarts set? I have that. Uh, it's I my do. wife's favorite. I, I do. I have. So I bought the the one with the Dementors coach. Uh, not the new, not the Bluetooth 5.0 one with the Dementors coach, but the previous one with the Dementors coach. And then I have uh, an add-on coach too. So, uh, which, you know, just kind of gives it like four cars. But um I, I think my draw to the Harry, I mean, I like, I like Harry Potter. I mean, I didn't, I'm not like a book reader, Harry Potter person, but I did enjoy the movies. Uh, my daughter was very, very into Harry Potter, which was one of the drivers uh, uh, for me of, you know, why I was interested in it. But also um, I, I like European engines and bam, I get a European uh, steam engine out of it. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's a great point. Also, I thought the um, sound clips they chose on the remote were really, really quite good. Um, so that's added value for me. Agree. The Dementors coach is pretty. It's pretty good, I have to say. It's almost on the kind of like scary side. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of scary. I love that set. Uh, I don't personally have uh, a Hogwarts Express, but I do have the Albert Hall, which was the uh, British uh, was the Great Western version of of that set. Because I always use that tooling more times than I can count for for Halloween, for for Christmas, uh, Hogwarts Express, Great Western, um, really great great set. And it's it's unfortunately or fortunately, depending how you look at it, one of the few three rail british sets we have um that are easily accessible if you want to buy british three rail um i hope you have deep pockets because you'll have to get it imported and you'll be paying a premium price but if you want something affordable and something easily accessible that you know your friends and family would be able to recognize very easily the Hogwarts express is a great way to to get into that and i love my albert hall set mine's lion chief and it's it's fantastic you can't go wrong with it all right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go down to number three. Uh, and again, Tony, I'll let you go ahead and start out. Okay, so for this one, it's not necessarily my thing, but I know it's very popular and it might be a little bit meta. I went with the Lionel corporate template because it's technically a license that Lionel gave to MTH uh, in about 2008 so that MTH could produce template models using Lionel's graphics basically and i think that was a turning point for the especially the template folks but also the hobby you saw lionel and mth working together after a bunch of really bitter years uh you know lawsuits and so you know it's a it's a story in and of itself that we could do a whole nother podcast on but it's um also really a neat point in model train history and mth made some excellent products 
under the Lionel corporate template line. Now they don't make them anymore. The license has since lapsed, but maybe there's a, you know, something in the future. I'm not aware of anything, but it's certainly possible. That's a that's a great one. I mean, I I didn't even think of that to be like what like when we were doing this episode, my original thought was sets. Like if we were putting direct you know licenses in there, we could do MTA, we could do CTA, we could do Metro, all that sort of stuff. I, I didn't do any of that for this one, but maybe as an honorable mention, I'll throw MTA in there. We'll see. But um, no, the tin plate. I mean, yeah, like you said, if you're a tin plate fan, you know, having the the markings of a Lionel set. I mean, to be honest, some of those sets, you know, if you didn't know it was a reproduction, you would swear it's the original piece. I mean, they are they are that to the T of how it looked back in the 30s and 30s and 40s. It, it just it's crazy to think. But they also had DCS in them. I was talking to Sean from uh, Sean's Train Depot yesterday, and he said that he has a trolley that has the trolley controls in it with the DCS, and he loves it. You know, it's it's really neat to have that modern day contemporary functionality with those really old school style uh, trains. So yeah, pretty cool. Oh yeah, cool line. Oh definitely, yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, you know, on the old on the outside it looks old, but on the inside, you know, it's brand new. And of course, they made you know the the traditional, you know, Pullmore motor, uh, air whistle, that sort of thing, if you wanted that. But, you know, they, for the command people, you know, you want command. There you go. Yeah. First of all, Tony, that's a fantastic pick. Like I, I didn't uh, like Medzi. I didn't even think of that at all. That, that's probably, I would say like probably the, the quintessential like IP licensing, just because of how it works. Now I do have a, Kind of a legal question for you. Um, MTH licensed the name tin plate, correct? They didn't actually license the fact that they were made out of tin plate, right? So I, I can't actually speak to tin plate. I don't know that tin plate itself, the phrase is like a trademark or if it's a, you know, some sort of copyright held by Lionel. My my understanding is that they actually licensed with Lionel to use the words Lionel and also American Flyer, as well as the original artwork for like the boxes and the packaging that I came in. Prior to that license agreement, I'm fairly certain that MTH did the tin plate traditions. And one of you, one of you could correct me on that. Yes, they did. Um, and I don't believe they needed a license to do that, um, you know, in order uh, to produce the tin, tin plate traditions. No, because that was uh, that was like if you look on those early stuff, it was all MTH markings or some in some cases the railroads, but like for like the blue comet that they did, it was it said MTH on the side, not line of lines or anything like that. Yeah, so the early stuff and like the purple and black boxes, those were uh, the tin plate stuff. When you go into the to orange and cream, those were all the Lionel corporate tin plate boxes, and that was the license that Tony was speaking about. Uh, okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. A good pick, though, Tony. Excellent pick on that one. Thanks. Uh, Johnny, how about your number three? I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path because I've been saying starter sets, but Tony's got me thinking of uh, kind of stuff like that. I don't know if this necessarily count, but I'm going to throw it out there. One of the sets I, or one of the, um, yeah, one of the sets that they, they, they made in the past that was uh themed and, and licensed by a different company 
has to be the Ringling Brothers Circus stuff from K-Line. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Ringling Brothers Circus. Uh, I went to their shows many times. And K-Line got the licensing to be able to produce their circus train. And they made many, many variations, whether that be the uh, old-style heavyweight sets that you see all the time, or my personal favorite, the modern aluminum pasture cars. I loved those, um, as well as their starter sets. They made many starter sets, many fun 027 cars for the Ringling Brothers. And sadly, the circus train is no longer in existence. Shed a single tear for that, but... Um, you can still model it and, and hunt down those cars. In fact, that's exactly what I'm doing. And they made um, cars in both the red units and blue units, though trying to collect all of just one unit is hard to do. Um, most folks just mix it in, which I would do as well. But uh, there's something special with seeing those silver uh, silver aluminum cars with the big red uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey uh, banner on the side. So that would be my personal pick. That, that's a great pick, Johnny. I didn't think about that either. In fact, um, back when I started model railroading and I was in HO, uh, I actually had a, uh, and if you look at any of my little pictures I had from a long time ago, um, I did have a, um, a Ringling Brothers car. Um, I think, I think Bachman made them not a hundred percent. Don't quote me on that. But it, uh, um, again, this was a little HO uh, Ringling Brothers car, but I love that car. And um, I, and I do like the, um, uh, obviously the O scale renditions of those cars as well. Um, I think it's just one of those things where you, 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 you kind of get one and then you're like, you feel like you have to collect the whole set. Um, and I, I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I think for the most part, those, those are just fantastic looking cars. I was foolish enough to buy three and what go. And I want more. <laughs> I want more. I grew up watching. I remember when I was a kid, it was, it would be, like Sunday morning, I'd be sitting in the office and I'd be on the computer on YouTube and during the early like 2012, 2009, 2012 era and watching Danny Harmon's videos of Distant Signal and either watching him try to hunt him rail fanning the Tropicana Juice Train or hunting down the Ringling Brothers Circus Train. And I just, I just loved it. So I've only got three K-Line cars now, but maybe one day I will find another good bundle deal and add to that collection. I'm still, I still look for you, buddy. I still, I, I try to, every time I see one, I'm like, do you have this one? Do you have this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Matt Z, did you give us your number three yet? I don't think I did. Uh, and yeah. if I, and if I, if I did, I apologize, but, uh, you should apologize. Uh, I should. Well, guess what? I'm apologizing. I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I did either. But uh, I, I'm gonna lump this one into kind of one big lot. I said cars. Now, not to be confused with the uh, Disney. I'm talking like John Deere and Toyota and Ford and Dodge and and those sorts of things. Uh, that's a license that Lionel's been you know on and off with for the last couple of years, and you know they've made all kinds of stuff, sets, you know, uh, buildings, uh, water towers, you know. Uh, all kinds of things, you know, com uh, commemorative, like, you know, historical car. Uh, like I believe they did the uh, Chevy box cars and stuff like that. Um, th that's another license that, you know, is kind of something different. You know, if you're, if you're a car person, you know, something to always have in your collection. Would you add NASCAR into that or is that something separate? Well, hell, throw it in. Why not? Yeah, I know. The thing about this hobby with trains, people are often 
into both trains and cars. So I think that's a great, great choice you made there. Um, so yeah, it's a good one. I agree. I agree with Tony. Uh, the auto automobile manufacturers, uh, again, another one I didn't even think about. You guys are coming up with like awesome ones. Like I'm going down like these, I'm kind of staying like on the, like the popular trends, but, um, you guys are definitely coming up with some, some great ones. I'll still stick with lightning cheap. Thank you very much. <laughs> lightning cheap. I love it. Well, my number three, and I'm sure uh, you folks have this one on yours too, but um, I'll start it out with a little quote here. So, and I'm sure uh, the first, after the first four words, you guys will figure it out. But um, you know, the one thing about trains doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is deciding to get on. And uh, of course uh, we're talking about the great polar express here. Um, uh, very, very iconic uh, IP uh, for or Lionel to basically snag. I are they the only ones that actually have that? Are are there HO or N scale or anything else like Polar Expresses? I don't I don't even I know. Don't I mean that I've looked. So. But. There is an HO, uh, but Lionel makes that as well. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, that answers <laughs> that question then. Well, heck, you can get the North MTH, Pole Express. <laughs> I was going to say MTH made the North Pole, which is that that paint scheme, but they didn't do Polar Express. They did North Pole. Same right, same idea. Actual ip so there's there's a good uh, example of of uh what you can do without the ip and try to get as close as possible right it's the the train version of trying to copy mickey mouse but you get miserable mikey instead (laughs) 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 um but yeah uh, again just like you know you can't talk about moderator running with a talk without talking about like the holidays and christmas and then of course uh, that goes uh, hand in hand with the Polar Express, and um, you know, a, a big chase set for a lot of folks too uh, out there who want the uh, the scaled version with the with the big cars and and uh, you know the the more realistic kind of correct prototypical one as well. Um, I had the Polar Express. I, I had I never opened it. I had the I think I had the fifteenth anniversary one or whatever which one had like the foiling on it. And, um, unfortunately I decided to give it up and, um, kind of regret it a bit. Um, I, I, I think right now is, I think I would rather just wait until they come up with a, another scale version with cars. Uh, and, and again, I, I don't know if that's even coming, but I, I would imagine that's, I don't see why Lionel wouldn't make that set like in the next few years, because it's so widely looked for on the secondary market. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, just um, fantastic IP and very iconic and um, you know, gotta, gotta have some hot chocolate. Yeah. That's gotta be, that scale set has got to be in like the next Lionel catalog, the next big book. Cause it's the one, it's what everybody's talking about right now. So I'd be shocked if we don't see it again soon. I think, uh, you know, you talk about Polar Express, you know, yeah, you, you I, that's, this is what I was alluding to earlier with the, uh, you know, the moneymaker for Lionel. I mean, you know, that sets, you've seen Polar Express in some form or fashion in a lot of catalogs and them doing all kinds of things, doing the Acela, the freight set, you know, obviously the main set with the Burke. I mean, you know, when that came out, they've done the iterations. I know Johnny got the whistle steam version, which is not easy to find. And there's a lot of just really cool 
you know, spinoffs of that that they can do. And it's one of those things that, you know, you kind of have to have one if you're in the hobby for sure. Uh, as far as a scale version, you know, hey, the anniversary's coming up for the movie, so maybe we'll see it. What's up, Johnny? Yeah, no, just kind of piggybacking off what Mads said. I, you, you, got, you guys got it right on the head, hit the nail on the head. It's, it's the Polar Express. It's Christmas. It doesn't matter if you're a train person or not. You know the Polar Express, and you have that that hot chocolate song drilled into your brain. So, uh, it's iconic. I mean, there's there's people even it's we're recording this in November right now. And there's all. I went to a hobby shop yesterday, and there's already people asking if they have Polar Expresses in stock. And that that set will never stop being popular. Um, what Matt uh, what Matt Z said earlier, I do have the Polar Express, not the scale version. I have a conventional um, whistle steam Berkshire, which is something that not many people know existed. Uh, this came out around the same time as the first runs of Line Chief, so it was it was offered side by side with the Line Chief version, and well put it this way when you ask folks if they want a remote control polar express or one that's conventional with whistle steam uh, most people go with the remote control but it was one of the few sets that few engines that my mother actually purchased for me when i was a kid and i bought it because it had basically almost legacy sounds in it um but yeah great set and i actually recently acquired some cars for mine since i sold my original set but kept kept only the engine so thank you matt z for uh giving me your polar express cars now i have something to run under the tree this year Hey, you're welcome. I got nothing. I wasn't using them, so there you go. Heck, I have a tender for it if you want that, too. We talked about that later. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Thanks, dude. So that brings up a question for you, Tony. Um, if Who does Lionel work with? Do they do they work with the Warner Brothers? Do they work with the, the author who like wrote the Polar Express? That's a great question. And honestly, it's going to be different for whatever the intellectual property is. Right. So based on just the fact that the sound that goes with that set is from the movie, that for me tends to show that they're working with the the folks who did the movie. And I think that is Warner Brothers, right? Is that what you said? It is. It's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Lionel has on their website a list of all of the companies that they license with and Warner Brothers is on there. So I'm just saying, speaking kind of like hypothetically here, um, the author of the book probably sold the rights to the to Warner Brothers and then Warner Brothers could then, you know, sub license or license out the rights to Lionel for the for the train set. That's likely how it happened here. And like I said, because they have Tom Hanks voice on there, uh, you know, it's that's that's likely how that worked out. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for that's an awesome explanation. Sure. All right, let's go ahead and move on to number two. And again, Tony, I'll let you go ahead and uh, hit that first. Sure. So when it comes to um, licensing, you know, intellectual property, there's I think of two parties. You have the party, you know, that the train model train companies want to go out and get so that they can put that intellectual property on their train and then sell more trains. But you may have other companies, other parties that want to get their intellectual property onto a train so that they can sell more of whatever product they have. I don't know that to be the case with my number two, but certainly Coca-Cola is probably the best advertiser that's out there. And they did a line mostly with K-Line of different products spanning a bunch of different years that are just really unique. And so my number three is Coca-Cola. I uh, When I think about 
Coca-Cola train. I, I think about some sets that, that came out ready to run type sets, but also there's this gondola. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It, um, I'm sorry, it's a hopper. Um, and it has, instead of coal, it has what looks like ice with little tiny Coca-Cola bottles in it. And I just think that's like a really cool, really an, an imaginative, um, use of like Coca-Cola product, not product placement technically, but like placing Coca-Cola, uh, on the side of the, the, the rolling stock and inside of it as well. It's just, it's really neat. If you haven't seen it, definitely, uh, take a look, but it's a, it's really cool. Um, my, so my number three, again, anything Coca-Cola. Yeah, for me, uh. That's a really cool. And I, I actually, uh, when we were compiling the list, that was one of them I thought about putting on. Uh, my dad has the uh, uh, little bear figures uh, with the, the hand car with the, the one, the one's got the bear laying on the ice with the Coca-Cola bottle. And uh, that one's pretty cool. The car I love it. I've been meaning to buy one of these. Uh, K-Line did a uh, car with a uh, rotating huge Coke bottle on it. I, I kind of want to get that just for the last, just because it's huge. It's really, really cool. I might look into that one day. Yeah, I I've also had this on my list. So that was actually going to be mine for this one as well. Um, so I you can't get anything more synonymous with trains and Christmas than than Coca-Cola. I mean, it's it's just how it's meant. It's just meant to be. Um, and I think I'll, I'll also hop onto this uh, bandwagon here and I'll say my my favorite picks for Coca-Cola themed trains. This is also from K-Line. And one of the ones I stumbled upon on eBay and had no idea these existed, Coca-Cola passenger cars. The same style of aluminum passenger cars from K-Line, but they're like ridiculously short. I think they're even shorter than 15-inch cars. They're They're, tiny little things. 10 inches. 10 (laughs) inches, yeah. So they're 10 inch passenger cars and they made them in one, the normal like passenger car style where I think, I think they did um, where it's like seating with figures inside with the windows. And they also made some aluminum display cars. So if you're familiar with the American freedom train, how it has the baggage car style passenger car with like the jet windows in the side, they did that too for the Coca-Cola sets. So it's one of those ones I see in eBay all the time. And I'm like, man, I got to get some. But uh, I, never, I never get around to doing them. They're very, they're very odd. Um, it's, it's almost like uh, they. This is probably intentional. They're probably just as short as actual Coke cans, which make them very cool to look at. That is a great choice, guys. Um, I have a couple of Coca Cola uh, model railroading products. I have a. I do have a K line. Um, I believe it's a reefer. Uh, kind of a i guess a wood-sided reefer it's a coca-cola uh logo on the side and then I'm trying to remember if this was atlas but a couple of years ago um atlas made this little coca-cola it's it's like one of those like promo vans with a trailer a little trailer on it it has like a coca-cola bottle on top of it it's pretty close to like scale i, I don't know if it is scale but it might even be 153 or something like that but yeah, it's just really cool. So I, I as somebody who loves Coca-Cola, um, you definitely can't go wrong with like having those type of um, uh, products on your layout for sure. Uh, as long as I just on the on the track of that, I also have like a, a Dr. Pepper one as well. Dr. Pepper is awesome. I do like my Dr. Pepper. If I was choosing between Coke <laughs> and Dr. Too. Pepper, I'm doing Dr. <laughs> Pepper. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, plus I one. Would have to, as much as I like Coke, I would definitely go with Dr. Pepper as well. Along those same lines, I, I hope this isn't anyone's number one, but one of the coolest things that uh, you'll see coming around if you go to a club or even some other, you know, publicly accessible, um, you know, train layouts is the candy train. So you maybe have like a big boy and it's pulling a whole bunch of cars. It's like Hershey's, Lifesavers, like any candy you meant you, you can think of, it's on there. It's another just really neat thing to put on your layout. To, to, it's a real crowd pleaser, you know. I remember... Hershey. Oh, that's actually a really good point, Tony, because it's pretty amazing now that we're talking about this and we think about it, all of the licensing that actually is done through Lionel and MTH, like you don't think about it until you actually start talking about it. And then you're like, oh my, there are so many licensed products out there. It's unbelievable. I think one of the ones that really stood out to me growing up as a kid, and I think a lot for nostalgia's sake, I think a couple of the folks will agree. The the lifesaver factory that someone had built with the lifesaver tank cars that was just so stunning and it it, it was so eye-catching i mean as especially when you're a kid and you love candy because you're a kid you love sugar um i, I remember seeing that and thinking that was like the coolest thing ever i like candy is that okay <laughs> i like candy <laughs> So do I. Yeah. No, I like, I like, I like, I like, uh, I like, uh, I like black licorice. I, I don't know if that counts as candy, but you know. That counts as a sin. I'm too black licorice all the way. All, all right. Way. Yeah. Actually, it good. You're off the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. My first time. Oh. <laughs> Minus ten points. There you go. No, <laughs> we should we should have given you the black licorice to ship to Matt Z, but no, it's still here on my desk. <laughs> no, then then there keep it. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I'm also Team Subway. Does that get me back on? I don't Let's know. Let's go. Yeah. All hey, you bought a sandwich. subway from me, so. <laughs> yeah, but the smoke unit doesn't work. I, tried, I know it doesn't work. I tried returning it. What happened? <laughs> e, so I got I got to throw a little short story on when you sent me that. I, I I didn't know what to do. I think what you said there's a, like he started by saying there's a problem with him. Thinking what's the problem, right? Yeah, great, you know what I mean. He goes to smoke. I I was dying laughing. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. You, you gave me a scare of a lifetime, but that was funny. I did like sorry that. <laughs> sorry I couldn't resist. That's all right. That's all right. It pulls the set though. Okay, right. All six cars. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. That's good because I yeah. I had that's a that's a known thing with you cut this out man but that that's a known thing with that uh, with that set it doesn't pull all the cars that that's honestly the reason why I sold it because I couldn't get it to pull all the cars yeah I don't know what it I mean I don't have any I didn't try any grades or anything but um it's it works really well for me oh, yeah. okay. hey good for you man that's awesome I'm I'm, yeah. I'm glad you like it all all seriousness I'm glad you like yeah. it dude. yeah thanks you're welcome. All right, well, uh, let's uh, go ahead and, and keep going with this. Uh, Matt, how about your number two? My number two is the uh, Caterpillar license and kind of, again, kind of throwing it in like the Coors Light set. You know, it's like it's the sets that MTH made, but also all the individual pieces. My uncle is a huge Caterpillar fan. He's, he's got basically every car they've made, a couple of engines. The one he doesn't have, and I'm going to buy this just in spite of him, is the SC90 Mac that they did i i've 
always liked that engine. He's he's been trying to buy it for years and just hasn't, you know, every time he goes to buy it, it's sold. But uh, yeah, he loves that license and it's kind of something that I've always liked. And those cars are really nice. The models are very detailed there. It's a heavy train. Let me tell you, he's got probably 20, 25 cars. It's a heavy train. He's got a couple engines to pull. It needs all of them. It is a very heavy train, but very cool. I said the cars are great and the license by itself is fantastic. Yeah, I'm actually not familiar with this. So is it like different rolling stock or is it a like a premium set? What what exactly is it? So it's uh, MTH did make a starter set. Lionel, Lionel did too. Um, obviously, the Lionel was the conventional at the time. MTH was Proto Sound and all the good toys that you got in 2008. But uh, no, it's all basically individual pieces. But it has like all different like construction vehicles and all kinds of stuff like that. They've made... Uh, couple engines they made uh mostly uh, i believe it's all sds that they made but uh it's a really neat little set once you got a lot of the pieces for it uh really fun i remember that set the for caterpillar for mth i think the one that dominated for that time was the 75th anniversary starter set with the rail king f40 at the head end because i remember that one being everywhere i remember that f40 yes that was the uh, that that was in the uh, one of the st- uh, starter set videos. That one was in there. Uh, yeah, that one's really good. That's got really cool announcements. Uh, my number one has uh, really cool announcements in it too. But I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, the caterpillar stuff. You know, the nice thing about MTH's license stuff is, as we've kind of said before, you know, they kind of went all out with the station stops and the uh, announcements that they did. It wasn't you know your generic freighter passenger sounds. It was specific to that set or item whatever it is the Coors Light the, some of the Caterpillar stuff has kind of specific announcements uh, Tony mentioned the football you know, all the football sets are all uh, unique so really really cool stuff Johnny how about you you're number two well Matt um, or Matt Z maybe you'll get a chance to talk about your your number one a lot sooner uh, if I think we're on the same on the same track here um Talk about drinks made me a little bit hungry. So I want to move on to the McDonald's sets that are McDonald's everything that MTH made. So it's like you read my mind. Right. I guess we're both hungry. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, MTH made some McDonald's starter sets. They made a variation in the F40 and they made another variation with the, the Genesis. And it looks really, really cool. Um, not to mention the, the, the drive through McDonald's that was done as an accessory. That was also cool. And, you know, it's just a McDonald's train. How can you go wrong with that, you know? And it's just, it was very iconic for the time. Uh, I know this one isn't McDonald's, but to me, my brain always told me it was. Um, the old classic, I always joke about this, the the um, the Postal P42, the Postal Service P42 with oh, all yeah. on it. I, I know it's supposed to maybe represent the post office, but I look at that thing and it looks like a, an egg McMuffin wrapper. You can't tell me otherwise. Yep. I, I think the same thing ever, oh, ever since so you funny. told me that ever since you told me that that's all I think of now I look at that I think of, yeah Ape and Buffer Rapper it's an Egg McMuffin P42 you can't tell me it's a postal service it, it's just breakfast <laughs> 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 but yeah that, that one's definitely my uh, my choice here and I'll, I'll throw the mic to Matt, Matt Z because I know he he likes that set just as much as I do yes I actually had one of those and unfortunately I don't anymore but I do want to buy it again 
uh, just because it is just so cool. The announcements are fantastic. You know, like I just said with the special announcements, that one, that one's got all kinds of really cool stuff. It's just a really great set. And eventually I'll find one again for a good price and hopefully it won't die. Uh, I guess we'll find out, but, uh, it's one of those sets that, you know, yeah, you're into MTH, you know, uh, you like, you know, licensed stuff, you know, Hey food, you know, that's cool. Uh, my uncle has the, uh, mcdonald's the one that has the car that goes around ordering the food i uh, can't go wrong there so yeah it's just a really really cool cool set uh, a lot of fun i know one of the guys out here in chicago i was at uh one of our local hobby shops denny's trains and things and denny had told me one time he was working for working on a, on a, on a customer's layout and it was part, you don't know if it was completely themed or partially themed for McDonald's specifically because the guy who was the cust- the customer specifically was a owner of multiple McDonald's franchises in Chicago. So he wanted to have a little bit of that on his layout, which I thought was, was really funny and really cool. That's cool. Was it, was, was that a Mick layout then? A Mick layout. Yeah. A Mick, uh, a McDoubled layout. Cause it was uh, probably <laughs> two loops probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I grew up a, going. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. So I grew up going to a McDonald's in the Poconos that had a train that went around the ceiling. That was so cool. And then just the other day, I saw online that many of the McDonald's in Europe have train layouts just outside of them that you can operate with like a Euro coin. And I'm like, let's bring that over here. You know, trains and McDonald's they go together. Oh God, you you bringing back memories? There was there was a McDonald's. Matt, do you remember this? The McDonald's that was oh, train themed. The, the Crystal Lake one. I don't know if it was Crystal Lake. I think yes. it was like around, I think it was, there was one really close to Stratford Square Mall that was McDonald's okay. themed. I remember I thought it was because the tiles were train tracks. They were train outlines. Like, like I remember specifically like F, you know, there was an F unit like on the counter. It was really cool. And then they modernized it and my kidney was destroyed. It was so sad. Well, to kind of like, uh, kind of go on with that. In Crystal Lake, Illinois, uh, back in the 80s, um, there was a McDonald's. And then right outside the McDonald's, there was, I kid you not, there was a wood, wood, a old wood-sided passenger car. And you got to go inside of that and eat McDonald's. You eat McDonald's. So there was literally a train car right outside the McDonald's, which McDonald's owned, I'm guessing. So you would get your food and then you would just walk out right in, right up into the passenger car and sit down and it was you know it was obviously retro fitted you know to be the inside of a mcdonald's you know the tables and stuff they used but for the most part you were inside of a train car so it was awesome i loved going there <laughs> i don't think it's there anymore i i i'm not 100 percent sure ronald ronald mcdonald if you're listening bring back the trains to mcdonald's <laughs> You know, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to headquarters. You know, I, I live right next to Oak Brook. I can go over there. Give me my passion <laughs> car back. I can't eat McNuggets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, uh, my, uh, number two, uh, and this kind of goes along with yours, Tony, uh, is, uh, all the sports teams. So, uh, both NFL, uh, and the MLB, uh, both. Uh, have representations um and i have um several (laughs) 
And some of them go along with my number one, which I'm going to wait until I get to my number one, because I actually have an interesting question along these lines, but yeah, all the sports teams. And obviously, you know, I live in Chicago, um, big sports town, obviously. So, um, you know, just, uh, again, you know, I, I love the sports themed items. Uh, most of them, like, let's, we'll, we'll be honest, like 97% of the sports things, uh, sports themed items are, um, uh, fantasy, but there are some, uh, sports themes, uh, sports themed, uh, railroading items that are prototypical. And again, I'll, I'll get to that, uh, when we get, when we get to my, uh, my, at least when I get to my number one. So, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, then move on to number one. And uh, Tony, I'll, again, you're the guest. I'll let you go first. Sure. We talked about it. It's Disney. You know, I really don't think that we we may we'd maybe be in a different place today if Lionel didn't first uh, hook up with Disney back in uh, the 30s to put Mickey on train tracks on a wind up toy. So Disney's Disney's my number one. Yep. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, Matt Z, how about yourself? Um, my, mine was McDonald's, like uh, Johnny said, so I'm just going to throw that in uh, quickly. If I have to throw an honorable mention into this, my, I guess, second number one, if, if this makes any sense, would be, uh, yeah, we kind of talked about it before, throwing in the general license in there, I'd have to throw in the MTA, uh, New York City subways, and I'm sure, Matt, you know, you might have CTA in there somewhere. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, but uh, no, that list of things that they've made, the subways, that whole craze that, you know, they did uh, when they had the license, you know, huge deal. You know, I know my buddy DJ, uh, Johnny, I know, but um, uh, with with uh, DJ, that was the reason why he's in the trains now is because of the subways and MTH making them. Uh, so it's huge and it's something that, you know, that people they understand they get you know regional stuff is one of those things that you know to you it might not make sense but to somebody else who is in the area or knows of the area you know to them it's it's no-brainer ordering every single piece you can just because to them it's their hometown or their home turf so gotta throw it in there for sure you know what i had uh mta on my list as well but uh, i guess more specifically the uh, I don't know if it's New York City or New York State. They own iHeart New York, and MTH had iHeart New York on the side of one of their cars. And the the government sent him uh, cease and desist. And his response to that letter uh, is published online. You can you can find it out there. But it is absolutely um, an incredible read. If you're not only if you're a legal nerd like I am, but uh, his his response was. Um, uh, very pointed, I'll say. And um, he, he's basically making the argument like, look, certainly you have the, the, the rights to this property, I Heart New York, it's a trademark or whatever the case may be. But I'm going to sell how many trains, how much money am I really making off of this? Like, go ahead and sue me or something like that. It was it was it was absolutely uh, incredible uh, letter that that Mike Wolf signed off on. And so definitely check that one out. Interesting. I, w- I definitely will. Uh, Johnny, uh, what's your number one? 
Give me a second. I gotta check this off the, the Matt and Matt uh, Oscale podcast bingo list. It got dusty. The second uh, the second my, my mind popped in to say DJ, I'm thinking, oh great. I just I just threw myself in a rabbit hole. Let me just uh, mention. <laughs> we're, gonna call it Zing- we're gonna call it Zingo, Matt. Matt. Zingo. <laughs> yeah, for Matt Z. Zingo. <laughs> We'll throw in his K4 subways. Hey, I'm walking here. Uh, what else do you want to hear? You know, um, <laughs> black licorice. Black licorice. Uh, what, what, uh, you know, we haven't mentioned, uh, you know, that other item. What's what? Anchovies. Anchovies. I don't know. We did now, I yeah. guess. That was but, another uh, one. Just uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody's got a bingo. Uh, I'm sorry. Somebody's someone, got a yeah. zingo. I got a free space here. I could just. <laughs> A free yeah, space. one more to go. <laughs> <laughs> right, one more thing. Well, we'll see if that comes up. Uh, don't don't worry, Johnny. You'll you'll, you'll get that zingo. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess going on to my my last one. This is one for folks who are around my age. Uh, this would be a very iconic one. Um, hold up, give me one second. I have someone down here right now, so bear with me for a few minutes, chance. <laughs> Uh, Zingo, I like that. Hey, it's I, I I did walk myself into it, but hey, you know what? It's something fun that we like to do. Um, just just so you know, uh, Zingo is owned and uh, by the Mad Mad Podcast. All rights reserved. You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, just putting it out there. If we did a Matt Matt car, you could have our logo on one side and then a and then a small bingo card on on the other. You know? say, I thought you said we want to have a, a boxcar with our logo on one side and you giving a thumbs up with the, the caption Zingo. I think that's oh, copyrighted I mean, we, by, by, by regular show, I think. We, 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 could, we could put that on the ends. Jeez, <laughs> 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 uh, shouldn't be more than a couple of minutes here. Bear with me. The inter- you know, just real quickly, the interesting thing about a copyright is as soon as you put whatever the artwork is in a fixed medium, it's um, copyrighted. You don't have to register it. A lot of people might not know that. So if you were to put something on the side of a train car, uh, that's exactly when the copyright starts. Okay, so getting getting to my last one, this is a one that uh, for a lot of people around my age, it's very iconic. We saw these a lot growing up, watched this a lot growing up. Um, and it's the I Love Toy Trains stuff that we saw out of MTH and uh, specifically the box cars or the uh, little uh, 040 switcher. That that one was pretty special. And that was something that I really wanted as a kid growing up because you, you saw those old I Love Toy Trains videos. I mean, it, it was so cool. And, um, you know, it, it's just cool to see a, a show that you watched or a DVD series you watched have its own uh, rolling stock. I think that was really, really cool. I actually just saw on Facebook there was a guy selling one. Uh, it was the engine and a couple cars, I think it was. The only problem uh, is they were conventional. You can't you can't really run those. Yeah, in they were they were conventional only. But no, that that's a cool set. I I did kind of think about that one when I was uh, doing this. Uh, the I love to train stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, if you're if you were watching train videos and whatnot, those were this thing. You know, TM with that series, that had to be a super huge money maker. You know, I remember watching that all the time. Uh, I believe I talked about this in a previous episode, but at one point, uh, someone had all of them up to watch and they were just, oh man, it was, it was like going back to being five years old again. It was just great. So I'll finish up here and, and Johnny, you can 
you can complete your Zingo card. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, mine is Metra uh, slash CTA. Oh, there it is. Zingo. Uh, <laughs> okay, perfect. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I told you. You'd I told you you'd finish it. Um, I mean, there's nothing else that's iconic here. I mean, do you, Metro is like it's the first MTH engine like I ever owned was like a Metro F40. Like, I mean, so there's, you know, there's not really nothing else to say here. Um, you know, as being a Chicago guy. You know, in a, a, a very big uh, fan and collector of commuter type vehicles and, and you know, obviously train cars, uh, you know, it, to, to me, it's it's on a personal level. And uh, unfortunately, um, because of the state of MTH, I don't know if we'll ever see them again. Um, however, there is obviously in HO and N scale, you can find Metra. You, you basically basically trip over Metra. <laughs> engines but uh in o scale uh, they're a little bit more harder to find nowadays so i'm hoping that maybe that can get reignited again along with the mta stuff as well like you know any of the commuter type stuff so this would be like you know any any localized kind of commuter thing you know i don't speak just for metro or cta but like you know all of the local city stuff that people like i was talking about before uh my number two being like sports teams and then they're you know, there is a relatable item in my number one slot and that would be CTA. So CTA did sports Chicago based uh, inspired paint schemes on their CTA cars. Um, and uh, both all the bears, uh, the white Sox, and uh, the Chicago Cubs uh, are all represented um, on actual like uh, CTA cars. Like, I mean, you know, you go out and you go downtown, like you would see these cars they were a limited time run. Like when the White Sox won the World Series, you know, there was a White Sox, you know, themed a CTA cars, you know, with the championship on the side. So my question is, MTH, you know, decided to make these. I own these. Like I have CTA Bears cars and I have CTA White Sox cars by MTH. Who does MTH have to go through? Did they go through CTA and then the White Sox license is already tied to the CTA car? Or like, how does that work? Well, the answer is it depends, right? That's the that's always the lawyer's answer. If you ever ask a lawyer anything, that's what they say. It depends. Um, but with something like that, the way I imagine it would work most often, um, and this is especially an area where this is not legal advice because it can get very complicated very quickly. But I imagine you would need permission from both parties. We're not talking about just copyrights with a, a team logo or you know even a a league's logo. These could also be trademarks and trademarks are a whole nother set of law where there's a whole nother set of um, rules where you don't want um, any kind of confusion in the marketplace. You know, are these trains really uh, Cubs trains or are they, you know, uh, MTH trains? And so there's, it can get really complicated really quickly. And so I imagine the way it works most of the time um, is you need to get permission from both. Now, it's possible that, you know, um, there was a, I don't know if you guys saw this, but on uh, the Northeast Corridor, there was a, a, an Amtrak train that had a wrap on it to look like a, a train that was used in a video game or a simulator train sim, train sim world. Uh, sometimes when those wraps go on there, I don't know that to be the case here, but sometimes when you put a wrap on there, it gives, you have to give 
the license to the railroad to be able to use it and reproduce it. And so if something like that happens, perhaps the rights transfer from the original holder of the IP to the railroad so that they can use it down the road. Um, but either way, in, even in that scenario, you're getting the rights from the the company that put it on the train in the first place just through the railroad as kind of a, a conduit, if you will. Um, but to answer your question more briefly, I imagine 99% of the time, the way you should do it is uh, getting permission from both from both the, um, in your case, sports team and also the train company itself. Uh, you know, this comes up often with uh, maybe when you're even trying to produce something that's just a standard prototype. Like say you want to produce a new Siemens charger and it has the Siemens company logo on it despite the fact that it's a, an Amtrak train, like you will have to go likely to Siemens in order to get uh, permission to put that on there. So it's, this stuff can get really complicated really quickly. And I think that we're really fortunate that um, the, the, the model railroad companies will go through the hard work to get this done and get it done the right way. Yep, I agree. Because I think uh, one thing people should understand is, is basically, um, a lot of the items, I'd right, say probably like, I, I don't know the, the right answer to this, but I would say 90% of the items that Lionel makes is probably intellectual property stuff and everything else is just their own little in-house little, uh, you know, little names of items. Uh, I, again, I don't know if that number is correct, but you know, every single, think of all the major railroads that Lionel makes um, engines and cars for. I mean, all this, all that stuff is, is intellectual property. Uh, yeah, maybe Lionel Lines. That's that's their IP. And so say I wanted to make a paperweight that said Lionel Lines on it with a, you know, a Hudson or something. I would have to get permission from Lionel to do that. Well, heck, Bachman, when they were making stuff, uh, they made the Burke and the Irvington cars and they didn't they couldn't use Lionel Lines. So they made luxury lines instead. Uh, it's kind of a similar idea, but. Like, you know what they were going for, but they couldn't use Lionel lines. Kind of like the same reason MTH couldn't do Polar Express. They did North Pole instead. Same idea. It's a great example. I have a really cool example of, and again, I don't know the whole story behind this. So take it like it is. Like, you know, don't look too much into it because I don't know the whole story. But so MTH made Metro F40s. Okay. Well, Metro also had an Operation North Pole paint scheme. Okay. MTH made that. Uh, I own that. I picked, they made it one year. That was it. They made it one year. Um, and you can find this color scheme in HO. Okay. Um, and, and, and scale too as well. But MTH decided to make it uh, the Operation North Pole paint scheme as an O scale product. Well, apparently, and again, take this with a grain of salt. MTH did not reach out to the creators of that paint scheme. The, they, uh, again, assumed that because they were able to make MTH F40s, they could just throw the paint, the Operation North Pole paint scheme on there and be okay. But apparently uh, that wasn't okay. And uh, that's, I guess that's probably a good example of one of these uh, legalities that pops up where uh, MTH perhaps should have got permission from two parties instead of one because um, 
Metra is on there. So obviously you need Metra's permission, but the Operation North Pole is operated by, and the paint scheme is operated by a different company. So uh, uh, again, just an example, better to look it up somehow. I, I Again, I don't, I don't want to make any quotes. This was just uh, what I heard. Yeah, I'm, I I remember hearing that as well. I don't remember the 100% if it was like 100% true. But yeah, definitely a case where because it was, um, for those who don't know, Operation North Pole is a, I believe it's a nonprofit foundation that uh, helps kids who are, I think, in hospital or have you know some unfortunate circumstance, allows them to take the Metro train into, into Rosemont and kind of have a day where they can just enjoy Christmas. Um, but that is not, that is, while it is, run with metra it is not metra directly it is a i believe like i said i believe it's a non-profit organization so it's a case where it got made but realistically they should have asked for permission beforehand but again this is just um he said she said i don't i don't know the exact 100 percent facts behind it or if it's even true so yeah i'm glad you brought that up because Sometimes, you know, some of the listeners might be thinking, well, if it's a, a nonprofit organization or something, wouldn't they want that pub- publicity? Like, what does it matter to them if if the um, a train, a model train company puts their logo on their model train? It, it, how could it possibly har- harm them? The truth of the matter is you need to enforce your IP and make sure that you're you have control of it in the marketplace because if your name is out there and it's getting used and you don't prevent it from um being used in a wide variety of ways out of your control you can lose some of your rights to that and i can't think of the exact term but you know for a while uh like kleenex for example was nervous uh, that uh the word kleenex would come for any facial tissue. Um, and so they were worried they might lose the word Kleenex, uh, band-aids, another, another term that, uh, they were worried they might lose a a different company might lose. Um, I think Nintendo is another, you know, we talked about Nintendo earlier, uh, back in the day, no matter what video game console you had, your mom said you had a Nintendo, right? You know, go home and play your Nintendo, (laughs) but, and Nintendo, they, they ran a whole campaign because they didn't want to lose the rights to the word Nintendo, uh, to mean any video game console. So, uh, if you ever sit back and think, oh, what did the, what does it matter? You know, it, it actually does matter because you don't want to, you don't want to lose the right to use your own name. Thanks, Tony. That was a, that was a really, really good summary of that. Uh, I think the one last item we wanted to cover though, is that perhaps, an, an IP that has not been made that you would like to see Lionel or Atlas or MTH or, or whoever uh, make. And uh, again, Tony, I'll start with you. Is there, is there one item that uh, hasn't been made uh, using intellectual property that you would like to see be made? Um, yeah, so much, right? There's so much out there. Like, uh, from movies and television. Uh, but for me, I went in a, a different direction, a more musical direction. Um, I'm not sure if you'll get this reference, but I'm sure many of your listeners will. Uh, back in the, um, I want to say in the 70s, probably, there was um, a, a mobile or roving concert series, and they called it the Festival Express. Okay, it was in in Canada. They made three stops, pulled by I think they were Can- largely Canadian Pacific F units, uh, and the coaches were just their basic like green coaches with a Festival Express uh, stickers on the side. But on the train rode like the Grateful Dead, 
Janis Joplin, the band. And it's like this, there's a whole movie about it. It was really, really neat, a neat story. Um, I don't think it's likely that Lionel or Atlas would get the rights to use the music, but they could certainly do uh, maybe like a generator car or something that has a Bluetooth speaker in it. And you could like recreate that movie uh, with your own with your own music. So I'm not sure if you guys are are familiar with that reference or not, but um, certainly a a really cool train related piece of IP. Uh, I am not, but that sounds like a really cool item. Um, anything I think music industry inspired, I, I think definitely needs to be made more right. Um. Cause there's really not too much out there uh, in terms of like, like actual, like music inspired themes. I mean, I could be wrong, but, but um, I'm definitely on board for that one. And Lionel did the, uh, the Beatles stuff years ago, but I think that was about the closest thing we've gotten. Uh, I don't think they've done anything since then. And, yeah, like, I know I joke with Ryan about doing a record store with a Bluetooth speaker and maybe we'll see something like that. But as far as like a actual like, you know, whole music theme piece, I, I, I don't know. Great idea, though. It really sounds cool. It's a music fan. You know, it's something I love. So maybe who knows? Uh, Johnny, how about yourself? What's the one what's one item you would like to see be made? Uh, that's a hard one because uh, there's already so many. Uh, realistically. I guess I'll throw two. One of them is a realistic one. One's a one that you'll never see made, but it'd be cool. Um, one would that's realistic is I I was talking with the guys about this earlier. Um, a like steam era reefer for Coca Cola, and not like a bright like red, like kind of like a, a a steam era reefer that's kind of muted like brown colors. I think Kaline made something similar to this, but with uh, the sound card inside. Uh, kind of like what the LGB did for their their Coca Cola box car with the exact same thing, the same jingle. Uh, things go better with Coke. I'd love to have that. And I, in fact, I, the more I think about it, the more I might just commission someone to help me make that. Coca Cola, Coca Cola, things go better with Coca Cola. Things go better with Coca So that's one that I'd love to see. But if I was to choose an IP uh, or uh, something like that to have a set form or a series i again highly impractical will most likely never happen but i'll give this one to to john and blake from our discord server uh, or uh retro mikado and otaku rail fan um the uh there was a a creator by the name of uh leiji matsumoto i believe um i hope i said that right he created stuff like um space battleship yamato or more accurate, more known train community is stuff like uh, Galaxy Railways or Galaxy Express 999. Seeing that as a in in some some way, shape, or form in O scale that isn't just a custom will be really awesome, but highly impractical. I, I doubt anybody will pick that up, but it is very very popular in the uh, the otaku circle. So I guess that'll be my my vote. Uh, how about you guys? How about you, uh, Matt Z? No, for me, it's uh, something that uh, Sid and I joke about this all the time, and it's something I really want to see. I know, Johnny, you hate me for don't, this. But, don't you uh, say it. I will I will walk out of the podcast. Well, don't you do I it. I guess you're going to, uh, hey, start walking. Uh, it's going to be uh, Family Guy. Oh, God. Uh, you know. I'm leaving. That all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But we're in those good old-fashioned values. Which we used to rely. 
no, it's something that, you know, it'd be funny to see, especially, you know, for like the adult humor in it. Um, you know, it's something that I think would be really cool. And you do a lot of fun things with, uh, you know, if it was a Lionel set, you know, they could do obviously, you know, Peter's laugh and, you know, a couple other really fun things for uh, sound effects on there. Or if it was, you know, if they did the Bluetooth route, you know, you could go crazy doing all kinds of family guy skits and clips and all kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think that one, that one would be something that would be really cool. So, hey, you never know. I'm back. Matt, Matt or locked my door. I can't leave. I can't leave. <sighs> you had to say it. You had to say family guy, huh, Matt? <laughs> oh, why? What, what else did you want me to say? What, the anchovy express? I would rather take the Anchovy Express. I remember before I became a co-host, I was driving down the street listening to the uh, to the podcast, mm-hmm. and then you were joking about Family Guy the night before, and then you bring mm-hmm. it up on the episode. I nearly crashed my car. I was still, <laughs> I nearly crashed my car. No kidding. <sighs> God, wow, I guess. I guess. You know, it is. What it I is. guess. Uh, I didn't mention this in here, but. One of the ones that MTH did do was the Nickelodeon. They did the SpongeBob stuff. And, you know, that that's one of those that I think kind of fell under the radar a little bit. That was a very short-lived one. But that one was really cool, too. And I don't know if you guys uh, ever had that, but I had the I had the dark side of all things. Uh, that was pretty cool. I saw one guy who took the 260 and put Proto Sound in it and put clips from SpongeBob in it. And that was, yeah, that was really pretty cool. But Hey, that's something neat. Yeah, that was on my list too, SpongeBob, but I figured I went with Pokemon instead. Gotcha. All right. Well, I guess that leaves it to me. there's some people that would probably figure out what mine is so yeah it would definitely be star wars 100 without a doubt which i'm kind of curious as to why there hasn't been one i mean disney owns i'm sorry uh obviously lionel works with disney and disney owns the star wars uh, ip uh again though uh like tony said there are a lot of uh it varies there's a lot of variables involved here as well but um, obviously they made a Star Trek set. So, I mean, you know, space inspired sci-fi themes are there's room for more of those. And uh, I, I really hope they make a Star Wars set like I would like. That's like an Insta pre-order for me right there. Go ahead, Matt. You should you should tell Lionel to execute order 66. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like like a Star Wars like inspired theme with like like star wars quotes like coming from the engine oh my god that would be just like ah what would your dream what would your dream set look like would it have a diesel or a steam locomotive and or would it be something like the batman uh lionel set that was done it's like totally fantasy no i think it would have to be i think it would have to be a diesel like an f unit but it's like it has it 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 would be like the look kind of look like the millennium falcon and then, you know, obviously there would be like other like cars inspired for like vehicles and or characters and then just like 
just a load of like voice lines like that would just be incredible <laughs> instead of a horn it's jar jar bings oh god that's okay, the best now, now you're never gonna come back on the podcast ever again <laughs> <laughs> what if it was like the no, phantom I know, like, that was like that's, a phantom that's, another, uh, that's another discussion uh i uh you know, i won't talk about jar jar bings but <laughs> That would be a super popular set, though. I mean, I think that that's be. another great IP that that spans multiple generations. So you could get a, a grandfather out there that would buy a set for their grandson and, and everybody could enjoy it together. So or granddaughter or grandmother, I should say. It, it, you're 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 straight on the money there, Tony. It's definitely a a theme or an IP that transcends generations for sure. And again, that's kind of why I'm like, like, man, like you could just Lionel could like print money with this. Like, I, I can't think of. I can't think of any reason why anybody would be like, nah, I don't want that. I don't want this. I mean, obviously, if you're not a Star Wars fan, but I mean, there's so many Star Wars folks out there that I mean, you could even bring in like new people into O scale with the Star Wars set. Be like, oh, I'm not into trains. Oh, there's a Star Wars set. OK. Because, you know, they put Star Wars on everything nowadays. So, you know, people. Uh, I was once that kind of person. I'd buy anything with Star Wars. Uh, not anymore, just because it's just, it's just so saturated. It's incredible. But if model railroading and Star Wars are merged together, uh, I am like the first in line for that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And Star Wars with their merchandising, like those old Kenner toys and everything, you would think that it would be a natural fit that they could do something, you know? I don't know. I want, you know, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder if there was, I, I think there was an HO set, um, by what's that one company that does like the little things in the catalogs and they're like themed, like they would, you would find them in the catalogs and they would do an HO set and would be themed based on like a popular, like IP item. I don't remember the name of it, but I think there was an HO set that may have been star Wars themed. Now, whether or not it was legally licensed, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, like there had to be one. I have to look into that and see if there was one out there. I definitely I recall seeing an HOF unit with Star Wars like kind of airbrushed on the side. Um, but you know what? When it comes to Star Wars, I tend to recall that um, George Lucas may have retained all of the rights to the merchandising. And the, you know, we're kind of getting into the weeds of it, but the rights to the, you know, stories and everything else could have gone separately. So maybe it's not that Disney has the rights to the merchandising anymore. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I didn't think about that because you're right. The one thing that George did when, when they were and you're right with the original Star Wars is he, he told uh, Fox, he's like, all right, sure. You can, you can make, you can make all the money you want from the movie. Like you just take it all. Like, yeah, I think he gave them a hundred percent and said, but I'm keeping all the merchandising. And obviously George was smart and he made the right move because, you know, he just made an absolute fortune in, in, in the, uh, in the merchandising side of things. So you're right. If he doesn't fully own it, I bet you George Lucas has a still a partial, um, play, uh, on the merchant merchandise side of things for sure. I wonder. Yeah. All right. Well, this was, um, I do have to say this was a phenomenal episode. 
Um, you know, when you looked at it on paper, it's kind of like, oh, we're going to talk about IPs. But, you know, when, when we start like getting our feet wet and started like going down intellectual properties and talking about stuff that Lionel has made, this 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 was a fantastic topic. And and uh, we really wanted to thank you, Tony, for for taking the time uh, to come on our show. Uh, number one, talk about, you know, your top five list. But also number two is letting us know from the legal side of things how things kind of work on the back end. So we really appreciate it. My pleasure. I thought this was just a blast. And, you know, I think everybody came up with really, you know, different lists for the most part. And, uh, you know, we could talk about this forever. You know, it's great. Yeah. And well, you know, that's a good segue because we can. <laughs> so I just want to let everybody know that when we do get this published uh, and it, uh, it's on the Matt and Matt uh, Discord server, uh, in the episode, you know, it's we've changed the episode listings to be a forum type now instead of just kind of a channel. So it's easier to talk about each individual channel. But uh, we want to hear from everyone using that episode forum posting for for episode 52. Let us know like what IPs we didn't say. Uh, obviously, if we didn't talk about your favorite I, uh, IP, uh, let us know uh, what you feel about your IP. And also let us know. If there's a specific IP that you would like to see be made like we did. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Let us know, folks. Like, let's continue the let's continue the conversation uh, on the discord. So that way, you know, we can we can get everyone else's thoughts uh, on things as well. And again, Tony, uh, uh, you know, thank you very much for coming on the the episode tonight. Matt or Johnny, uh, any uh, kind of final notes? thought this was a lot of fun. You know, something different. Like I kind of said, it was like our you know, top 10 sets on steroids kind of sort of a little more drilled down and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of things into it, a lot of moving parts that, you know, you don't realize that go into the license sets. It's not just, Oh, here's a fill in the blank license train. You know what I mean? It's the work that goes into getting that license and the pieces that they make, you know, we talked with Ryan before and about some of the things that they haven't done because they can't and you know it's something that you know they may get to it one day and it's just a matter of time to have all the cards be in the right place but uh it's really interesting to uh have this conversation today really enjoyed the episode and tony big thanks for coming on really enjoyed you my pleasure yeah, Sam here, just piggybacking off what Mad Z said. Uh, Tony, you've been a longtime uh, friend of the podcast here, so it was uh, it's as a milestone for me personally to have you on the show. I know we had a lot of fun talking to each other when we met up uh, earlier in the summer, so to finally be able to have you on the show and do an episode that you wanted to see as well was was really cool. And hopefully, we can have you on uh, in the future. So, thank you once again. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, as always, um, as a guest on our show, we want to make sure that people can, um, well, people can find out uh, where uh, uh, you post your items. So, um, Tony, uh, where can people find you on social media? The easiest way to find me is actually on my website, therambles.us. Uh, it's got all my social media. I also have some photography that I upload there. Actually, you can also find my O-Gage roster. I started listing that on that website as well. Um, post most often on Instagram, but you can also find YouTube videos that I, I put a lot of time and effort in and, and uh, folks seem to really enjoy. So thanks again, fellas, for having me on here. Really appreciate it. And uh, Johnny, how about yourself? 
Uh, really quick, I want to say, yeah, please check out Tony's YouTube channel. Uh, his video stuff is top notch, very professional. So if you want some really high quality videos that have awesome content, check out his channel. Uh, speaking of which, you can find me also on YouTube at Audemus. That is A-U-D-A-M-U-S. You'll find uh, a very ancient collection of videos since I haven't uploaded in a very long time. I, like I always say, I have projects in the works. In fact, I just came back from a gentleman's house today who I was we showcasing his layout. So keep an eye on that space and hopefully I'll upload that within the next month or so. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Audemus underscore trains and Facebook by the same name. I post there almost daily, uh, doing a lot of work on my layout, just revamp my station and got a big boy. So want to see pictures and videos of that you can find me there last but not least you can find me on discord on the matt matt oscale podcast discord server where i will be making a fool of myself in the voice chat with all our fellow fellow listeners there and also commenting on the awesome trains you guys post so come on down it's a fun time uh matt z where can people find you buddy you can find me on youtube under matt dash train lover 9943 likewise same name on facebook uh instagram matts.hobbies and uh, like Johnny on the Matt Matt Discord server, always having a good time uh, and just talking with people and, you know, whatever we do, you know, talk trains, you know, mostly trains, but, you know, enough chats. We talk with a voice chat, talk music and other things, but uh, we always have a good time and uh, it's uh, just come on down. Really, really a lot of fun. Yeah. And you can find me on YouTube at uh, WC Model Railroad. I'm on Facebook as WC Model Railroad. And I'm also on Instagram as WC Model Railroad. Um, I do post nowadays. I do post on Instagram a lot more often. I try to, uh, at minimum, post three photos a week. Could be more than that. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm going for now. And uh, of course, you know, just wanted to thank uh, all of the listeners of the Matt and Matt podcast. Uh, we do this because model railroading inspires us. And you inspire us to keep making episodes. So when you have a chance, if you are able to leave uh, feedback, uh, please do on whatever social media app you're using to listen to us. Uh, But uh, you're also please welcome to join the Discord. Again, folks, it is free. It does not cost anything. And uh, it's a it's really fun in there. And it's there's really great people, folks in there. Uh, So we encourage everyone to to drop on in. And, you know, if you want to join it and it's not your thing, you can go ahead and leave. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Uh, But, uh, you know, give it a try. So, uh, again, folks, uh, thank you for listening. Have a good night. Take care, everyone. See ya. Take care. Off to good start. <laughs> Wouldn't be a mad mad episode without one 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 cough. Yeah, right. I quit. I can't do this podcast anymore. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>